Hello everyone, welcome to the Shine a Light On series. Today we're going to be shining a light on the value of mentorship with Jean Ann Nichols. So welcome Jean Ann, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course, let's go ahead and get started. To start, do you mind giving us a little bit of background about yourself and your career? How did you get to the version of yourself that you are today? That's a really rich question. So today I have a portfolio career. I'm a board director, an executive mentor and coach, and a leadership speaker. So I have kind of three legs of a stool. But there's an arc to my career. It kind of had a beginning, middle, and a now. The first section was in engineering. I'm an electrical engineer by training. Through a shift in corporate direction, I moved into sales and marketing, and I had a lot of different global roles. The last one was as vice president of sales and marketing at Intel. And I was able to make a pivot into this portfolio that I have today. So my encouragement is that as people look across their career, there's kind of a beginning, middle, and a now, and just keep thinking that there's new things that are possible in your future. Yes, I love that. In particular, I think people are afraid of change. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. So when I ask people, oh, do you have a mentor or have you had a mentor before? They often imagine some very formal process that consists of check-ins and maybe someone they don't really know super well. So how would you define what a mentor is exactly? I think there are different kinds of mentoring relationships, but in every kind of mentoring, there's usually a more experienced person guiding someone who's learning or exploring something. So you could think of it as kind of master apprentice, but it doesn't have to be hierarchical, like in an organization or based on age, where the mentor is older than the mentee. That's not always the case. But fundamentally, I think in mentorship, a mentee is looking for help to advance toward a goal. They have something they want to learn or explore. Some of those examples, increasing your skill at something like time management or effective listening or impactful communications. A mentor could be somebody who helps you understand organizational politics. A mentor is somebody who might give you a broader perspective on business challenges by being a sounding board. Or a mentor could be somebody who helps you get clarity on a career path. So a mentor is someone who shares their experience to help someone who wants to follow a path. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that there's not necessarily a connection with age or experience. I know at Cisco, at least, they have a reverse mentorship program where new hires will mentor managers and just people more mid-level career. So have you experienced that before? Or do you think that that's getting more typical? I think it's essential. So I think that we have more generations of people in the workforce today than we have ever had. And so those generations just have different experiences. So I think that reverse mentoring is really critical. It could be generational. I had a great experience in reverse mentoring where I had an administrative assistant mentor me on time management, right? How do I manage my calendar? How do I manage my time? How do I prioritize? Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of admins out there that are just outstanding at juggling a lot of balls and getting stuff done. And so you could use someone for a very specific skill that may have nothing to do with your place in an organization. Yes, very true. And when I talk about Opal and sort of recruiting mentors for the app, a big question that I get is, what is in it for the mentor? So from your experiences, why should or why do people typically mentor? People mentor for a lot of different reasons. 
Some people mentor to give back, right, to, to share their experiences. It's quite rewarding if you're later in your career to kind of share your experiences to help other people uh, grow their careers. It's a great way to get new perspective because every single person's path is unique. And so when you're mentoring someone, you're trying to see it through their eyes to see how they're approaching the situation. Just seeing how different people tackle challenges can be really helpful to you. For me, I was a little bit selfish in mentoring in that when I was in a large organization, I used mentoring to scout for talent, right? So it was a great way for me to see who was up and coming. Because when you're mentoring someone, you really get to see how they think, how they solve problems, how resilient they are. Uh, so it was a great way to say, hmm, is that somebody I want to attract to my organization? Yes, that seems like a very effective way to sort of measure passion and commitment and are you able to reach your goals? So I know you have your Udemy course on mentorship. I saw you speak at the Society of Women Engineers conference about mentorship and now you're an executive coach and I am I'm positive that mentorship comes up in those conversations. So what inspired you to teach others about the value of mentorship? Well, at different seasons or stages of my career, mentors have played a very strong role. I had mentors that saw more in me believed I could achieve so much more than I ever thought I could do. And I've also experienced mentoring done not so well. And so for me, it's how can I share my experience to accelerate yours? I think Michelle Obama said this really well. She said, we should always have three friends in our lives. One who walks ahead, who we look up to and follow. One who walks beside us, who is with us every step of the way, and then one who we reach back for and bring along after we've cleared the way. So mentoring, being in mentorship, yourself as a mentee and mentoring others is a great way to live through those three friends you need in your life. Yes, I, I love that quote. I actually have not heard that yet. Thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned that some of your mentorships did not go so well. So what would you say are some key factors into why mentorships fail or end? Yeah. So I think it's uh, very dependent on the, the two people. It's a unique relationship. I've seen in sort of arranged mentorships in some corporate programs where people are assigned a mentor. It's very challenging then for the people to establish a relationship, right? So Creating a relationship of trust is really important to the success of a mentorship pair. The mentor and the mentee have to kind of care about each other and care about the growth that they're going to do together. And the things that cause mentorships to fail, in my experience, is number one, failing to design an alliance, right? Clearly setting expectations about how we're going to meet, you know, on what format, how often, who takes the responsibility for scheduling the meetings very tactically, but also what kind of support the mentee's looking for. So if you don't create this alliance at the beginning of why we're in this, then the mentorship tends to fail. And sometimes formal programs will do that. So one great thing about what you're working on is people have that, I'm coming into this because I want to be here. The second reason why I've seen mentorships fail is the mentee not being clear on what they're looking for. If you don't have a clear mentorship objective, how will you know you're quote unquote done? If you're just talking about things, maybe you're really networking instead of mentoring. But if you have something you're really trying to learn, that's the anchor to the relationship. And it obviously can grow well beyond that into a long-term relationship. But 
if you're clear about what is it that's the intent of this engagement or this relationship, that's great. And it doesn't mean that the mentee has to know exactly. Maybe they're like, I want to explore what my career paths are. That's a good enough objective. You don't have to know I want to have a marketing job, for example. How do you make sure that you do your mentorship well? Well, you make sure you design an alliance and you make sure you're clear that there's an objective so that you can track that you're making progress. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm kind of curious from your experiences too, if goals are set and they're met, what happens after that? Is it sort of a weird, awkward phasing out stage or do you typically stay in touch? How do you know that a mentorship maybe should end or that the more goal meeting part has ended? There's some really good things to think about there. What do you think about endings? Some people have endings that they're cut and dried. Okay, I achieved my goal and I'm done. And that's fine. Some people like long lingering endings where they stay in touch forever. And that's okay if it's to the benefit of both people. And some people ghost, you know, like they just disappear. That's not a very good way to close up a mentorship, by the way. So I would say you'll know that your mentorship should be concluded if it stops being mutually beneficial. If both people are still getting value from it, continue on. Whatever that first objective, you may have met your first objective, but you're learning and expanding your perspectives every time you meet. If both people are getting benefit from it, continue mentoring. It's great. But if you find that the mentee has gotten what they want and they're not bringing new things to your meetings, or same thing for the mentor, if you find you're doing more of the work you're actually taking away a learning opportunity from your mentee. It's good to be not in autopilot, right? To be evaluating, are we getting mutual benefit from this? Yes, let's make sure we keep going. If not, maybe it's time to move on to a new mentor for a different skill or different experience. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And actually, as you were describing that, I feel like that's how I view the friendships in my life or just even the relationships in general. Uh, is there sort of mutual benefit or is one person putting in, in a lot of work? I feel like this advice could actually work beyond mentorships as well. I think that's really true. I know we briefly chatted about what factors often contribute to the failure of a mentorship or the end, but what would you say is the key to success for a mentorship pair? So I think number one is establishing a relationship of trust. You know, as a mentor, you have to care about the person or care about their growth, or care about the area that they're working in. And same thing with a mentee. You have to have some admiration or some reason why you chose this mentor, because you think they can help you or they'll bring you a perspective that you need. And making sure that both people feel they can be open, right? That it's a safe space, a confidential space. So establishing a relationship is the first thing. You don't come into mentorship and make it really transactional. You know, I say we want a mentorship objective, but it takes time to build that relationship of trust. So you really want to be investing in that relationship. So number one is, how am I going to build this relationship? Just like any other relationship in your life. I have a vested interest. I put the time in and that I really care that we work together on something. And then I think the second thing is that mutual benefit, right? If we're both getting some value out of it, then it's a good relationship to keep going. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. As a recent student, I feel like I've thought a lot about when it comes to professional connections, writing this line between genuine conversation and a transactional relationship can be a little difficult sometimes. So how do you stay genuine in these conversations with a mentor? That's, oh, that's a great, great point about as a mentee, what value are you bringing to the relationship? 
right? And, and if you start out just like in networking, when you start out with the perspective of what can I bring to this relationship, it can really give you a foundation to get, but you have to make the investments at the same time. I'll give you an example, one mentoring story. When I moved into sales, there weren't very many women in sales at the time. And there was this really cool job. It was called market development manager. You got to meet with customers and you had a budget you could spend and it was visible on the outside compared to doing like circuit design on a chip, right? This is something that was advertising in public. And I got introduced to a woman, Jana, who had the role that I really wanted. And I asked her to shadow her for a day. It was like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I had won the golden ticket. And at the end of the day, it totally confirmed that this was a job I really wanted. And I said to her, I want this job. And she said, you can't do this job. I was kind of crushed, right? She'd spent the whole day with me. And over time, I realized a couple of things. One is she meant you can't do this job yet. So there were some skills and experiences I had to get before I had the tools I needed to do that job. But also, you can't just come in and ask for something. And so I persisted with that relationship right? I, I stayed in touch with her. I tried to send over articles that I thought were interesting, given what I saw when I did the day-long shadow with her, to try and build up some value I could bring to her so she would stay in dialogue with me. Personally, that's an example of where I thought I could come in and make an ask. And the reality was I needed to come in and build a foundation. For her. That's a great example. And thank you for providing some some ways that you were able to build that foundation. That makes a lot of sense. And in terms of your transition from engineering to sales, which also makes me sad that there were not many women in sales as well, because I'm sure there were not many in engineering. Um, how influential were mentors to you in this career shift? So that was a pretty difficult shift. I was uh, working as an engineer in a fabrication facility and there was a corporate shift. The corporate strategy changed and I got put into a redeployment pool, right? So I basically got laid off and had so many months to find a new job within the company. And there was a guy called Tom Gill who had been laid off probably six or nine months earlier than me from a different fab. And he had gotten hired into sales and marketing and transitioned successfully. And so then they took a chance on me. Now, at first I was like, sales? Oh, it makes me shudder. Like used car salesman? As an engineer, I thought, that's crazy. That's not something I want to do. But it turned out that I actually had an aptitude for it. I found out that working with people was as intellectually stimulating as solving engineering problems. And so Tom Gill was my mentor as I moved in because he was essential to help me translate into sales terminology, to translate the sales culture, to see the hidden traps. Um, he also gave me a space to be vulnerable off stage, right, where I was completely confused about what was going on. And he would let me ask the dumb questions. And as I mentioned, he probably only had six or nine months head start on me on understanding the environment that we were moving from engineering into the sales, but it was enough. Um, so that was really essential. And to your point about how do you know that a mentoring or mentorship is done, Tom and I became friends. Um, he handed down his baby crib and all of his furniture to me when I was having my own children. So, you know, 
mentorships can then turn into friendships as well. Yes, that seems like a a pretty ideal ending, actually. In every step of my path so far, whether it has to do from transitioning to a new school or getting a job or looking for an internship, once I achieve some goal, I feel like I've made it um, to this next chapter. I sort of feel lost all over again. Like, what is the move to the next step at this point? And so to me, from my perspective, it seems like I'll need a mentor forever, does the need for a mentor ever stop? Has anyone ever truly made it in life where they'll they'll never need advice? What are your thoughts on this? I think you will always have the opportunity to mentor others and to have mentors. You'll likely have multiple mentors, sometimes at the same time and sometimes at different stages, because you face different challenges. Um, you need to see the path to different areas of expertise. So. I think having a mentor helps you grow your career and find clarity, no matter where you are, no matter what stage of your career you're at. Even in my my portfolio career that I'm in today, I have some mentors that help me with my board directorships because that's a new experience for me. And uh, it's a different language and they really are helping me by sharing their experience and their path. And then having mentees. I think is essential. Number one, you get new perspectives. And secondly, it helps you crystallize your principles or your key learnings, because when you have the opportunity to share your experiences, you can kind of look back and and put some context or some sense around. I'm always learning. Everyone's path is unique. And so I think having mentors and being a mentee is something you can do forever. I definitely agree with you. And I think when you can teach someone something, then that's when you know that you know what you're talking about. And so I do think it's just it's good practice to be a mentor as well, just to make sure you're staying in tune with the the principles and values and knowledge that you think that you know. Precisely what you think you know. And then when someone brings you a new perspective, you may update your perspective based on what your mentee sees as how the world works. Yes, exactly. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom for mentees or mentors, either starting a mentorship or hoping to pursue one? I would say, um, think big. You know, early in my sales career, there was a regional manager who was many levels above me in the hierarchy. And I aspired to that role sometimes. So I knew it would take several jobs before I could get there. And I thought, what should I be learning now? Through a connection, I was able to get time with him. He taught me a couple of really essential things. At his level, if you're not spending half your day thinking, you're not doing the job correctly. Kind of that, what got you here won't get you there. Um, And he was able to give me such great perspective to build a path. You know, individual contributors are paid for what they do, solving problems. Managers are paid for solving patterns of problems. But when you move to the executive ranks, you get paid for anticipating and avoiding problems, right? That's the job of seeing around corners and removing those roadblocks. So I learned early on, I was going to have to transition through multiple stages of this leadership, that aspect of when you're thinking about how to start and mentoring, you can think about what I want to do near term, but also think what's that big arc of my career and who's out there that I could get insights from that may not mentor me actively today, but give me insights 
on the path I should choose. Yes, thank you for saying that. I I do think, especially students, when things are happening so quickly and we're sort of expected to think, okay, what is the next step? Did you figure it out yet? If you haven't, do it now. Uh, with that sort of mindset, it's hard to think of the big picture. I actually heard someone speak yesterday about how she sat down with a mentor and they asked her, what is your goal 10 years from now? And she was basically like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting this. I, I don't know. And they they kind of made her leave leave the meeting and return back and let them know when, when they knew her 10-year goals so that they can help plan it out. So I do think this sort of high level, what are your goals? What would you like to do is super important. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, and I'm really enthusiastic about um, the work that you're doing on helping people get together and find that right match and then uh, and keep keep growing and building. It's essential. Community is essential for humanity. So making sure that we're available and open and giving and also using that opportunity to grow ourselves. Yes. Thank you for your support. You you can't automate human interaction, you know. So we're just trying to just trying to help that. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining us, Jeanne. As always, it's great chatting with you. To anyone listening in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together. So we'll see you next time. <laughs>